0: You go. there it is this is the MMA takes podcast, MMA takes podcast. with your host Brian Petrie Brian Petri. <laughs> this is a big one boys this is the big one UFC 242 is a mere two days away two more sleeps and we get it I am joined by Devin Tejada. As always, he does the pay-per-view cards. Dev, you're coming off your first loss. You got smoked by me last pay-per-view. How you feeling coming off a loss? This is the first loss you, you, you took into me.
1: Well, I'm the champion. You're the interim champion. Sure. That's kind of that's kind of how I'm feeling. Right. It's still
0: 3-1. It's still 3-1. You're still up on me. But I Man, am this- I am very confident in, in my skills. We might have the same, because I don't, you know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it shakes out. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what you do on this one. But I'm very confident in this card.
1: Have you been? Um, have you been tracking your picks since the beginning of the year, or yes. at least since we started doing this together?
0: Um, I, I track every. I have a whole folder full of every every pick I've made since I started doing the podcast, and I have it written down here. I'm picking currently at a 58% clip, so I pick every fight. And it's at, I'm at 50%, 58%. So almost 60% I'm picking at. And I need to go back through and pick some of the underdogs as well. Cause I at least get one a card. Um, but as far as you and I, like our total picks, I have not yet. I can do that. Uh, you know, I, I'll text it to you or I'll put it on the uh, next podcast and we'll see uh, who has like more picks and whatnot. Like, but I haven't done that. I just done my total picks together.
1: Okay. I'm yeah. just asking out of curiosity. Yeah,
0: I just did. I wrote it on my little folder here. I'm picking at, uh, I I picked 600 fights since I started. Well, probably more now because that was that was maybe like a month ago. So at the 600 fight mark, I was picking at 58%. So uh, hopefully that's gone up. I didn't do great on the China card, even though I got Wei Li Zong as the underdog. Um, it's the only fight I bet, so it really doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, so, but UFC 242, whew, Listen, I think UFC 241 was better on paper, but for some reason, I'm so fucking excited for this card. I mean, the main event's insane. We got my guy Don Madge, who just retweeted me today. Shout out Don Madge. Um, we, you know, I'm just excited. I mean, I don't think this card is like stack stacked, but I don't know. Maybe it's because Indiana, I'm going down in the sports book tomorrow, put placing legal bets and fucking being able to go back down and pick them up. It's a midday card for us on the East Coast which is awesome for an old guy like me. Staying up to like, one in the morning is rough. I think my wife's going to make hanky-pankies. Do you know what hanky-pankies are, Devin?
1: When I'm thinking of hanky-panky, I'm thinking that you're going to have a second child.
0: No, no. It's (laughs) hanky-pankies. I think they're also called Shit on a Shingle. It's little pumpernickel bread with, like, sausage and, like, another type of meat with Velveeta cheese. They're, like... Like like a tailgate food, I guess. Like you know, they're like yeah. moms made them when I grew up, and I've never had them for years. And then whenever BJ Penn would fight, my my wife would make them for me. Well, BJ Penn's not fighting, you know. Well, unfortunately, he might be fighting <coughs> in a bar in Hawaii, but my guy Don Madge is fighting. So I'm like, let's break out the hanky pankies. No, no second kid yet. We got Disney. We got Disney World in like a couple weeks, and then maybe we'll discuss a second kid at the beginning of the year. But we, let's get through Disney World first. All right. So Devin. We, uh, we're going to kick it off, um, with the first fight of the night. Let's not belay anymore. Let's not wait. I'm going to let you go since you're the loser. Uh, you're going to go first. We got my guy, Don Madge, who's eight and three and one. He's a minus 180 favorite. He's fighting Ferris or Faraz. Zium, who's 10 and two. He's a plus 150 underdog. He took this fight on relatively short notice, making his UFC debut. Devin, what do you got for this fight? Who do you got, bud?
1: So, um I know Don Madge is your guy. He's my guy too. I really like him a lot. Um and he he trains a cyborg. He comes out of um Fouquet top team, Phuket top team. Um he's he's it's funny because his last fight, he was like a four to one underdog and he just ran through his opponent. Um brutal head kick finish. Um he's got he's got really, really good clean stand up. Um he could potentially become a dark horse for this division, man. Um he's 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 good. If he was in Another division with these same skills. He, he, you know, if he was at featherweight, he could cause a lot of problems at featherweight. Um, or if he was even one more up, or at middleweight, even he could cause a lot of problems with the specific skill set that he has. Um, he's got really good striking, really, really clean striking, great muay thai. Like I said, he comes out of Phuket top team, um, and I, I just think he's going to take this. Um, he's got an eight three and one record. I know his record might not look great on paper. Um, I think the only losses he has is to the same guy.
0: Yeah, they're all from the same so, guy.
1: So the, that guy just has his fucking number?
0: Yeah, and um, the guy doesn't have that great of a record. It's just one of those things. Lynn, I uh, Mark something, I can't pronounce his last name maybe, uh, just has his number. And we talked about that a little uh, when we did the podcast. But yeah, this guy just fucking has his number. It's weird.
1: It's it's really weird, um, to have all of your losses come. I'd stop fighting the guy.
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just avoid him. <laughs>
1: him. The guy has your number. But um, I'm gonna go with Don Mads on this one. Um, I know his opponent took this fight on relatively short notice. Um, it's unfortunate that he's opening up. This, I'm, I'm, it's really unfortunate that he's a curtain jerker. I really don't understand um, what the UFC is doing with the way that they do fight placement on these cards anymore. Like the bout placement really, really weird. Um, there's a lot of fights that are on the FX, you know, that are on the live TV prelims that should be on this and, you know, vice versa. It's the way that they have things set up lately is weird. Um, and it's unfortunate for Don Najat. He is the curtain jerker, yeah. but I'm going to go with him.
0: Yeah. Uh, he was, he was pretty high in this card. I believe he was second. He never made the main card. His original opponent, Magda Mustaf. Um, he was like second to last on the prelims, on the uh, prelim portion on FX. Um, but once he fell out, you know, he obviously is a Muslim. He has a big population over there. He got moved to the curtain jerker against his debuting Frenchman Um, to play devil's advocate. Everyone knows I'm going to pick Don Madge. I've already released a video saying I'm picking Don Madge. But the Phariseeum, the only you know, play devil's advocate. Phariseeum is six one. Don Madge is six foot. He's never fought anybody six one in MMA. I'm sure he's had a slew of Muay Thai fights um, that aren't even counted on his record against taller guys. Ferris does have some good striking is pretty decent on the ground. I don't think he has overwhelming power. I don't think his ground game is, is killer. If you follow Dom Madge on social media, all he's been doing is wrestling jujitsu. Um, when the ground, when the fight hit the ground with T Edwards, he literally almost took his arm home in a minute. Uh, I think Dom or Don is exciting. I think he's going to really open this card up. Well, um, obviously I'm picking Don Madge at, at minus 180. I'm, I'm putting a lot of money on him. I'm also going to put money on the prop that this fight won't go to decision. Um, fair ZM has only lost twice by rear naked choke. I, I can see a rear naked choke happening. I still can see probably a TKO more likely. Uh, Don, it just goes for the entire time Has a good chin has good striking, um, if I'm being honest, I'm a little worried about the length of ZM because I said Dom Madge is, is a longer guy for that division. He's fighting the even longer guy. So it might, my effect is timing a little bit, but with that being said, I'm very confident that Dom Madge is going to win. Um, I'm very looking, very excited, looking for it. It's also a double-edged sword to catch 22, super excited that Dom Madge is fighting a little upset. He's the fight first fight of the night. You want to put him on a bigger stage. Cause that's going to be like what? 10 in the morning for us, seven in the morning for you. So first fight of the night could be a little, you know, a lot of people might not catch that. There might not be a lot of people in the arena. But uh hopefully he gets a knockout on night and they replay it over and over again. But also, I'm excited because I don't have to wait all night to see him. I get to see him right when right first fight of the night. So a little bit of a catch-22, but we're both on the same page there. Next up, you got Zach Cummings, 23 and 6. He's a minus 105 pick pick'em. He's fighting Amaro uh, Amari Akhmedov, who is 18-4-1. He's a minus 125, slight underdog on Amari. Um, I lead the dance here. This fight is the only fight I don't, well, second fight I don't have written down uh, of who I'm going to take. I have doubted Zach Cummings a lot. I picked a, I picked against him in his last fight against Trevon Giles. He has since looked great, since going up to 85 from 70. Um, I constantly overlook this guy. Amara Akhamedov is a guy who obviously is going to, you know, he's a Russian dude. He's got to have, he's not. With Khabib or anybody like, but he's going to have probably the more fans over there, I imagine. You know, he's coming off three straight wins. Before that, he had three straight or two straight losses, all by knockout, but that was at 170. He has since moved up to 85 as well. He's got a split decision draw with Mari Vittori, which is actually pretty impressive because Vittori, tough guy to look good against, tough guy to win against. He has his last time out, he beat Tim Boach. So, um, he's obviously going to grapple a lot. He's pretty wild with his stand up. Zach Cummings has good power. Um has good takedown offense, but he has been he can lay on the bottom a little bit and kind of you know Lay dormant there and, and not really want to scramble um I always doubt t- zach cummings and i'm gonna keep with the trend i'm gonna pick amari. I think he's gonna win by decision uh Devin, who you like bud
1: You know, this is another fight that just like you said, um Zach cummings i've picked against this guy so many times and he, he wins They both have kind of traded wins and losses throughout their career. Um, Omari does have powerful striking. He does have good wrestling. Um he has good ground and pound. He's lost. Um he got knocked out by um Alizio Capoeira. I can't I can't ever say that guy's name. Zalecki dos Santos. Yeah, he's got too fucking many of those. Yeah, he's got (laughs) 20 names. Jesus, pick one. Um, you know, he's lost by knockout. He's he's been fighting for a while. Like you said, this guy's also coming up from from welterweight to middleweight. Um One thing he does have is he does have a good sense for finishing. When he does have an opponent rocked, he will try to get in there and finish him. Um, I just feel like Zach Cummings is kind of like the crafty veteran. And I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of picking against him. Um, He's a little bit of an underdog. So he's, you know, he might be one of the better underdog picks if you're going to bet. It's really close line, though. Um, I don't know what line you have, but the one I have is he's plus 100.
0: Okay, so he, Um, he dropped a little bit. Okay
1: and um it you know this is a hard fight to pick it really is um it's kind of like one of those spaghetti fights there's a couple of them on this card but like you say just throw a bowl of spaghetti on if the you wall like spaghetti and, and meatball you... yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah exactly you know it's one of those fights man um i'm i just think Zach cummings you know he i feel like the way this fight will go is Zach cummings will get rocked and then be on his back for a little bit and then attack some submissions and he might submit the guy um Or you might just, you know, lose the decision. This is a really, really hard um, fight for me to pick. I'm not going to bet this fight. Um, I might not even bet this card, but I might. Um, There's just a lot of, um, there's a couple good dogs on this card. Um, He could potentially be one. Um, I'm going to go with Zach Cummings just because I feel like he's going to be the crafty vet and just, you know, figure out a way to pull it out but he also might lose the decision
0: yeah yeah i mean this was is an impossible fight to pick i mean i'm not gonna i I was thinking about putting this in a parlay but this is gonna fuck up your night i mean it, it literally can go either way they both uh match up pretty well with each other um they both hit hard they both have decent grappling i think amari has a little bit better grappling on top zach's hard to take down I mean, you really don't know what you're gonna get. Um, you know, so I'm glad we split on that. So you're taking Zach, you got the underdog points on that one as well. All right, next up you got Nordin Talib, who is fifteen and six. He's a minus one twenty five Pick'em. He's fighting Muslim Sakhalov, who is fourteen and two. He is a minus one oh five favorite. Pick'em uh line maybe moved since the other day when I a lot of these lines are moving. So they might be not be hundred percent accurate of, of what I wrote down yesterday. Uh Devin, you lead the dance here. Who do you like? You like Talib or you like Muslim Sakhalov? Um
1: you know, this is another harder fight to pick. Um, That's a few of these on this card. It's. I have notes. Let me refer to my notes.
0: Get your notes, man. Get your notes.
1: Well, I I definitely see that Nordine is a taller fighter. They're both, you know, for the weight class, they're both kind of getting up there in age. Um, you know, right around middleweight is where you start seeing the guys that are in their, you know, mid to late thirties, um, really start doing well. These guys are at welterweight. Nordin is a taller guy. He's got a longer reach, um, but I just think that <clears throat> I think Muslim is just a little more vicious, man. Um, he's he's got a bunch of he's got you know good good knockouts, vicious knockouts, spinning back kick knockouts. His last fight out, <clears throat> he knocked out Ricky Rainey. Um, I mean, Nordin Talev has also been fighting in the UFC for a while, so you know it's just it's a hard. It's hard to pick this fight for me. Um, you know, not a lot, of, not a crazy amount of tape on a Muslim either. It's, you know, this is a hard fight for me to pick. I think I'm going to go with Muslim. Um, and I, I'm kind of curious to see who you pick and why you pick them.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough fight to pick. I'm, I've never been impressed with Nordin. Uh When Muslim got signed to UFC, he was kind of like a viral sensation. He's got some pretty sick spinning back knockouts with his, you know, spinning back fist, spinning back kick. Um, really exciting guy took a while for him to get to UFC with his age. I mean, he's three or two years older than I am. He's 35. He, I believe he only has two <clears throat> two or three fights in UFC. He's not very active 14 2 record. Um, but he's very powerful. I mean, his striking is really good. He ran into Alex Garcia with his only loss in UFC and, uh, he got submitted by Alex Garcia, which is, you know, there's no shame in that. Um, hopefully this time off, he's been working on his ground game, knocking out Ricky Rainey. Isn't the most important thing to me. I, I was looking at his. Fights prior to that, and uh, he's just very explosive. And Nordin Tlaib is a guy who i uh, not overly impressed with. Um, he's been around forever. He's fought, obviously fought the better competition. Whether he's lost that competition or not, he's fought the better competition. Big guy for 170. Ripped up. Um, has a good chin. Decent ground game. I think the only way Nordin can win this fight is if he drags it to the ground and really wears on Muslim I think that's not going to happen. I think Muslim is going to be really explosive for this fight. I think he's going to catch Nordin early. I do think Muslim gasses as well. Nordin has a decent cardio. Um, he has been in some wars. He has went the decision before and won them. Um, I just think Muslim is going to slow down a little bit. But I do think he'll get it done. I'm on Muslim as well. Uh, I think his, his explosiveness is going to um, be too much for Nordin. Nordin's a little bit slow doesn't move his head all that well and can be hit. And I think Muslim's gonna come out throwing some crazy shit. Uh really get that crowd going. So yeah, you and I are both on the both on Muslim there. Next up, fight I'm looking forward to. Uh Bala Muhammad, who is 15 and 3. He is a minus what is that? Minus 350 favorite. Fighting Takashi Sato, who is 15 and 2. He he's uh a, a plus 265 <coughs> underdog. Uh I lead this one here. I have Soto circled here as an underdog. Um, I I've been really. It's hard to find underdogs in this card. They're really they don't come. You know, a lot. I love a lot like a lot of the chalk. I like a lot of the favorites. Sato is a guy who knocked out Ben Saunders his last time out. He was a underdog in that one as well, and I picked Ben Saunders and lost. Good record coming from Japan doesn't have like the most impressive record in the world. Bilal Muhammad's a guy who I I've, I've, I've been kind of lukewarm on. Like one minute I think he's a grappler, one minute I think he's a striker. Um, not really sure. What you know what he falls under um, he has a win over my guy Chris Curtis, which is another sore spot for me that happened well uh, before yeah. the UFC that was basically Bilal beat Chris and got assigned to UFC so little bitter little sour grapes for me on there. Um, he's with the great camp. He looks great. I've been watching the embeds. Bilal is in great shape. He's a Muslim. Um, this is a Muslim country. So obviously he wanted to be on this card. He wanted to fight for the Muslim people. You can't downgrade that you can't downplay that. I just hate his number. I hit him at minus 350. I think Bilal is hittable. I think Sato has power. Um if Bilal grapples, I think he's gonna be okay. If if he stands up and boxes like he's been doing, like he did against Vicente Luque and got knocked out, then he's gonna have a problem. Um I won't bet this fight. I, I'm gonna stay away from this fight at all costs. I might maybe if I go down there tomorrow, I might feel a little frisky and throw some money on Sato. However, I think Bilal might just be a little bit more well-rounded, a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. The better grappler, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Bilal here. Uh, probably by decision, maybe submission, but, uh, I don't, I don't see a finish happening.
1: Man. Did you see that? Uh, did you see that video of, with Paul Felder where they where below Muhammad brought one of his friends into Paul Felder's hotel room, pretending that he was like a prince and trying to get Paul Felder to kiss his
0: hand. I did see that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's that was funny. It um, was. Uh, <laughs> and Paul Felder, like, yeah.
0: I, I mean, because every, guys, there's so much money over there. You don't know. I mean, there's so every UFC fighter saying how accommodating they are. So if a Prince comes in, that's worth a billion dollars. You're going to be like, Oh shit. I don't know what a Prince looks like. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. That, that,
1: th- those guys are getting like the red carpet rolled ah, out. That's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Like if I was a fighter, I'd be like, okay, I'll fight. In the 20, it's I'll a, it's in.
0: a long flight, but like, like you get picked up in the airport in a Rolls Royce. I mean, what the fuck Dude. else you want?
1: Man, I've stayed up all night doing a lot of other shit.
0: Right. <laughs> Fucking
1: I'll stay up all night and go jump on a Rolls Royce and go to a palace or something. I know. Um This is so I have Um <clears throat> where I'm finding where I'm finding the fight odds, um, actually gives me multiple different places. Bet D S I, Bookmaker Sports Bet, Bet Three Sixty Five, Bovada Sports Book pinnacle i just i have a a bunch a bunch of different um bunch of different odds here and for bala muhammad there's some places where he's like a minus 440
0: yeah
1: uh, minus 400 like i think that's absurd yeah um there that's crazy that's crazy odds for a guy that has his record regardless of kind of who you're fighting as long as you're fighting someone else that's in the ufc You know, maybe if this was like Derek Krantz or something like that, I would understand why. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that that would make a little bit more sense, um, someone like him. But this is just a weird, it's a weird odds. Um, Maybe it's because of what happened in China last week. And they saw, you know, an underdog that could get the crowd behind them, both with the leech and um, Song Lee Lee. Maybe, you know, that's kind of – this is like an overflow. They're like, okay, well, these guys are fighting at home. They're doing really well. But <clears throat> Muhammad doesn't have, like, a crazy record. He's not, you know, knocking – He does. he's not coming off of two or three knockouts. He's coming off of decisions, multiple decisions. Um, just like you said, I've never been super, super impressed with him. Um, he's a – so if you wanted to be one of the – like, you know, you're going to go over there tomorrow and you're going to place bets. Um Takashi Sato might not be like a terrible guy to just throw fifty bucks on, right? Especially if you can find him at like minus four forty. Yeah, you know, fuck. So be, I mean, it, it would. It's probably smarter to do that than bet a parlay somewhere else if right. you're trying to make a quick collection. Um, but but just like you said, blah, Muhammad, he's you know you don't really know if he's a striker, you don't really know if he's a grappler. Um, he. I'm gonna pick him they both have really similar records 15 and three 15 and two um I just feel like Bilal has fought the better opponents whether he's been very impressive or not <clears> Takashi <throat> is coming off that knockout down in Florida um but I just think Bilal Muhammad gonna you know gonna get it done but you know he could get knocked out and if um just because you're picking it here I would not be mad at you if you went and Bet fifty bucks on Takanji and need some money tomorrow, you know.
0: Right, yeah, he's a guy I've had circled for for you know ever since his, this uh, fight card got announced. He, he, you know, he's just he's interesting, right? Like I was, I've never seen a fight until the Saunders fight, and he he has a lot of finishes by strikes, whether it be knees, kicks, punches. Um, you know, Muhammad has been finished by strikes before in the UFC, so not comparing Sato to Vincente Luque, but. I mean, Bilal Muhammad got dropped multiple times by Jeff Neal when they fought uh, recently. So it's a possibility. I'm, I'm going to officially pick uh, Bilal. We're, we're both on the same page. But, yeah, Sato is, is piquing my interest. All right. Next up, you got Timo uh, Pakilani. I, I don't know. You're, he's Finland. That those, those names always get me. He's 8-2. and two. He's a plus 185 underdog. He is fighting Ottoman Azazari, who's 11-0. and 0, And he is a minus 235 favorite. Uh, Devin. Who do you got? You got Ottoman or do you got Timo?
1: Man, I feel like we're going to be butchering some names here. Oh, it's
0: brutal. It's brutal.
1: (laughs) You know, I almost feel bad, but I I can, I can imagine, you know, if the tables are and they're having to do my name and your name. I
0: get my last name butchered everywhere. So I don't feel too bad.
1: Me too. I'm all the time. This is a weird fight though. Um, Ottoman's undefeated. Um, he's a super super strong grappler he's coming off a 30 second knockout or sorry his opponent is coming off of a 30 second knockout loss um i just don't know um i I watched some tape on these guys ottoman seemed like a really really good grappler really really imposing really really, really really pressuring grappler he sets up his takedowns well um i think that he might just take him down um take down timu and just finish him um he's coming off that 30 second loss to uh think it was uh, uh mark, D- who, mark who mark casey yeah that's who it was yeah, mark mark D'Casey. D'Casey. yeah he just got knocked out within 30 seconds um which is fuck that was his last fight and um when was that last fight i think it was like in it was in it was in march of 2017 so he hasn't fought in a while um he's coming off that coming off that 30 second knockout um I don't know. I can't really pick him. This is a hard. This is a harder fight for me to pick because I haven't seen a lot from him, uh, Timu. I haven't really seen a lot from Ottoman either. But I have. What I have seen is that he's a really strong grappler from the tape that I watched. Um, you know, you can study tape, but it's hard to study tape when you don't know the opponents that the person you're studying for are. So you know it. If you didn't know any names and you didn't know anything about, say, UFC, Bellator, you could be studying, you know, a fighter from Bellator, per se. You could be studying tape on them, and you're like, wow, this guy's running through everybody, but, like, who is the competition that this guy's fighting? Right. Then you compare him to someone from the UFC, for example, and it's like, okay, you know, you're studying tape on a fighter that could be potentially fighting, like, amateur amateur or C-level, you know, professional fighter. Professional fighters with ten and ten records, um, you know, compared to the cream of the crop. So it's hard to it's hard to really really get a good grasp on stuff when you're doing tape study. Um, but from what I saw, Ottoman is just a just a good grappler, um, and I, I'm going to go with him.
0: Yeah, Ottoman. He's a big, strong guy. He had a lot of hype before he came into the UFC. Timo is think all is his, all of his wins are by submission i think he's only like strictly a ground guy yeah like most of his wins are all by he's got one by ground ground and pound but all of them come off the ground um he's gonna have a hell of a time taking ottoman I a mean, short stocky strong as fuck guy 11 and 0 um not the most active guy in the world making his ufc debut he's powerful he's got i think all most of his wins are by finish whether it's um on the ground or on the feet he's a big strong powerful guy timu just got knocked out uh, by mark DeCasey in 30 seconds or whatever um, so obviously if if he doesn't get the fight to the ground, he's gonna be Uh have a little bit of a trouble <clears throat> a 30 second knockout can happen to anybody. I mean it doesn't really Uh dictate how how bad or terrible your chin is obviously if it happens multiple times and there's a pattern there, but um, yeah, I mean at plus 185 he's got an interesting number next to his name He obviously could Catch a heel hook, catch an arm bar. He does have wins by both bows. However, Odman is a guy that I've heard a little bit of about. I've seen some video of him training, um, and you know, and he's uh, he's he's my pick. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna agree on a lot of these. Minus two thirty five. I don't love him gambling wise. I think he's a little high. If he was like plus one ninety, plus one eighty five, or excuse me, minus one ninety, minus one eighty five, I'd be really interested in, in picking him and, and putting some straight wager on him. But uh, no, I'm, I, I'll avoid this with the with the minus two thirty five. All right. Next up, you got Sarah Morice, who's five and five. She's a plus one twenty underdog. She's fighting Ilana Jojua, who is seven and two. She's from Georgia, one of the first, one of the only fighters from the country Georgia uh, against Can- Canada here. Um, this is your you classic like
1: spaghetti and meat
0: bowl of spaghetti fight. Um, Sarah Morice is five and five. She, ha- you know, has fought the better competition. She is. Um, I don't want to say well rounded, but she's kind of like you know, she's not great at everything. Like, she she has a couple wins by submission, so I guess she would be better on the ground, but she's not great on the feet. Uh, Alana is a girl who who's seven and two, I believe, making her UFC debut, if I am am correct on that. Um, yeah, so she's making a UFC debut. Most of her wins are by submission, but she does or is listed here that she trains Muay Thai. Um, don't know much about her. I, I've seen a little bit of highlight tapes on her. Um, coming from a country like Georgia, you, you know you don't know really know what to expect. Um, I understand why they're putting her on this card. She's making uFC debut. Seven to two I think this is the right opponent. one fifty uh, she's the favorite. I can live with that. I can live with that that line. I'm not crazy. You know, I don't love betting women fights because you really don't know what's gonna happen unless that's the elite of the elite unless Amanda Nunez is fighting or and what have you. So um, this fight, to me, it's probably like 50-50, 60-40. 50, I lean towards Liana. Um, Sarah Marais is 5-5. Five and five. She's lost her last three. Her last win was forever ago. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Alana. I'm going to go with uh, uh, a decision win. No surprise there. So who do you got in this bowl of spaghetti fight, Devin?
1: Man, this is – you know, it's it's funny because in my notes, that's I should I should read them to you verbatim. See you.
0: Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
1: Another spaghetti fight. Yep. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, it is bowl of spaghetti. I mean, this is what it is.
1: <laughs> Literally, yeah. another bowl of spaghetti fight at women's bantamweight. That's the first sentence that I have written down. Yeah. For for these two, and you're not wrong. Um, um, it's this is difficult. You know, Sarah Morris, um, Canadian. She's been fighting for the UFC since 2014, so she's been fighting for five years at the UFC. She's got a five and five record. Um there's no, I don't know, just like the last fight, I don't know where the people that are picking these fights are getting their reasoning to pick them, um, because it's not like, you know, a bunch of handicappers, um, getting together and making the odds. It should be that way, but there's, there's no commission or anything like that, like betting commission. (laughs) Um, but it should be that way because I don't know how you could, convince me that one of these women is going to beat the other to where i'd want to go put money on it there's no like what tape are you going to show me that's going to tell me that this woman beats this woman or for the last fight this guy beats this guy um it's it's you know sarah morris has fought the better competition though um you know she's she she has lost to jessica andrage that's back in 2017 or 2015 um she she's submitted, you know, she sub- submitted Ashley Evans smith so that's kind of a little name out there for the people that know. Um but she's you know, she's lost some fights. Um five and five record is just like you know. It's tough. It's tough, it's tough. Life. She just she, her last fight she lost by a knockout to yeah. Macy She um, gonna pick her either. Um I don't think that she has what it takes. I you know, the fighter from Jordan, so she'll have a little bit of a hometown thing there. Um kind of, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that they're putting more women in women's bantam weight. Um, and I don't, I don't know why, you know, um, this is kind of a, I don't understand why they wanted to dissolve men's flyweight over women's bantamweight weight or women's featherweight at that. I mean, that's already dissolved itself. Um, I don't really understand what's going on with the women's bantamweight division. There are some women fighting there, but just not a lot of names and not a lot of crazy amount of talent. Um, maybe, you know, maybe people are seeing things that we're not seeing. Um, and maybe Liana Jo-Ja- I Jojua, Jojua. Um, is going to show us something. Um, and maybe, you know, women's bantamweight needs some good women fighters. And, you know, maybe it's her. Um, I'm going to pick her only because she is a favorite and that these fights, you know, I wouldn't bet this fight. I'd stay yeah. far away from it. I wouldn't put it on a parlay. Um not worth betting. Um, and, yeah, that's what I'm going to pick.
0: There you go. All right, next up you got Zabora, Zabara Turkahagov, the guy who punched Conor McGregor in the cage, Khabib's dude. He's 18-4. and <laughs> four. He's a minus 550 favorite. He is fighting Lerone Murphy, who's 8-0. Who's a plus three seventy five underdog? I'm sure that line has moved. Devin, who do you like in this fight, pal?
1: Um, so, Zoop, Zub- Zubaira's last fight I was with Conor McGregor, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, soccer punches
1: <laughs> ass. Um, yeah, he just didn't get paid for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he
1: paid for it. He, yeah, he paid well, for I'm sure, it.
0: I'm sure, Khabib could pay, pay for it, but yeah, I mean, basically, yeah.
1: Um. So this is one. These this is one of the guys that Dana White said is never fighting in the UFC again. Right. Um, so uh, here he is. Yeah. Here, here he is a uh, typical Dana white shit saying that, you know, I will never give BJ another fight and he gives BJ another fight. But now he said this morning, actually that um, there's going to be no more fights for BJ that he's yes. not giving BJ yeah, any he, more fights.
0: Yeah. He's done with BJ.
1: <sighs> God, It's sad. Anyway. Um, I think Zoob's going to take this, um, you know, he's a minus 400 favorite his his opponent larone murphy i was reading a story about him he got shot in the face twice and like spit out the bullets that's pretty fucking crazy it's
0: tough as shit
1: dude i mean uh, the thing is like you know what did they never mind yeah so what did they shoot him in the face with
0: i don't know uh, yeah (laughs) 50 cent got shot in the face but not twice so what's up right he didn't spit out the bullets he definitely did not
1: this is probably a freaking pellet gun. They're over yeah. in England.
0: <laughs> Strike. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, there's not, not like live a, ammunition.
1: You know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but um, you know, he's rolling with a good camp though. Um, he's rolling with a good camp. Um, he's hanging out with the the likes of Dominic Cruz over there, um, Brendan Loch So he comes out of a good camp. Um, but I just think Zub's training with better people. Um, his last fight was a close one with Hanato Marcano. Um, it's crazy. Uh, some of the places I'm looking at right now, and he's like a minus four fifty for Bovada right now. Minus yeah. four ninety somewhere at Sports uh, Sports something. Minus four ninety. That's it's. He's a crazy favorite. I think anytime. Yeah, he, you know, between him and Khabib, they're you know they're, they're like the two biggest favorites on this card. Yeah. Um. And, and Curtis Blades. Um. But I think that. Uh, I think Zabair is just you know just gonna. Just put it to him. He's—I think—he's just a little more technically sound. Yeah. Um. And Zub trains with really good people. He trains out of AKA, fucking, you know, one of Khabib's right hand right hand men. So you have to like, if you you train with Khabib, you have to be at least pretty good. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, if you're in Khabib's corner, you're also really close to that inner circle.
1: You know. So. And there, you know, there might be some stipulations where Khabib has said, like, you know, if you get rid of any of my brothers, I'm never going to fight for you again.
0: Yeah, I think something was said like that. I mean, that's why it took him so long to fight because he wasn't going to fight until they're suspended because they did get suspended from the commission and he wasn't going to fight until they got reinstated. So there we are. So you're you're picking Zubara? Yeah,
1: I'm picking Zub. I think that he just, you know, a.k.a. freaking just like you said, Khabib's corner. Like he's, you know, he's he's just he's just had such a good team and He ha- he's coming from a good pedigree i think yeah. he's a smart pick um crazy favorite i wouldn't bet this fight um yeah. because the odds are way too high. um but I, that's my pick
0: i'm going opposite i'm going the rome murphy getting that cash he's an underdog i've liked i've looked at him he's eight no zabara's training with an amazing team but he doesn't fight like khabib right i watched his Morcano fight uh over again I watched this Philippe Nova fight where he won a very close split decision. He's not like a Khabib style guy, he's more of a stand up guy. He doesn't chain wrestle like Khabib. Laura Murphy is dangerous on the feet. Uh I didn't know about this guy until this week. Uh, he's got a great story, He got shot in the face, he's personable, he comes from England, comes from a good camp, has good power in his hand, his stand ups is his stand up is really good. Um, tough. He's shown grit. He's shown toughness. We're not to There's no shame in losing to that. Uh, Morcano. I know he's dropped his last two, but there's no shame in that. Um, I, I'm, I just, I couldn't stand myself picking chalk the whole way. I feel like Khabib's camp, the AKA guys there, you know, there's three of them, maybe four of them fighting on this card. I don't think they're going to go undefeated. I think one of them's got to lose. So I'm picking Zabara. Uh to lose excuse me i'm picking larone murphy to win Um, I think he gets it done. I think he could probably finish zabara or I think he can win a very close decision If it stays on the feet, uh, i'm hoping larone came in good shape cardio is gonna be a factor because Uh zabara is training at aka his, his motor super high. He's got great cardio all those things Um, I think it's gonna be a close fight and I think plus 375 is what I have him written down at I mean, he might be a little lower might be a little higher I can't walk away from that. Um, will I bet this fight? Maybe. I'm I'm, I'm circling this and another fight as, as my big underdog play. Um, I know mo- the bulk of my money is going on Dom match, but uh, uh, I, I do like this as an underdog. I'm taking that for the points. I mean, that's three extra points right there if he gets it done. And uh, one of the Khabib's guys got to lose. I think it's one of them, and, and I think it's going to be Zabar. All right, next up, we got JoJo Ann Collarwood, he was uh, plus 175. She's 13 and 4, fighting Andrea Leaves, 11 and 2, who is a minus 225 favorite. Uh, I lead the dance here. I'm high on both girls, right? I love the way Joanne Collarwood looks. I love the way she sounds. Um, if I wasn't married and she wasn't engaged to some big buff tattoo dude, I'd take a run at her. Um, I think she's adorable. Andrea Lee, n- not, not not ugly. Um, but I, I just don't have the same connection to her. However, Andrea Lee, I think is a better fighter here. Uh, Joanne Calderwood, really good striking, didn't look great in her last time out. She's learning new skills. She's training full-time in Vegas, lives in Vegas, doesn't go home to Scotland anymore. Um, training at Syndicate, training with my guy Chris Curtis. And um, they are, you know, she's getting better. She looked good on the ground or two fights ago. Um, she's won by submission off her back recently. Um, there's a lot of things going better for her, but she didn't look great in her last fight. Andrea Lee, I think is really well-rounded. I think Andrea Lee is good everywhere. I think she's good on the ground. She has good up. I think she's a little tougher, uh, than, uh, than Joanne. I think Joanne's very tough. I think both these women are going to go out and bang it out. I I see a lot of people picking Joanne Caldwell as an underdog here. I respect that. I understand that. Um, I'm really high on Andrea Lee, so I'm taking Andrea Lee for the win here.
1: Yeah man that's a, that's a good pick um, I really I'm going to pick Andre Lee really too. I really think that you know she's she's on the up and up man. She's you know she's getting better and one you know Joan Calderwood burned me last time. That was she was my pick when she fought uh Chikagian. Yeah. She burned me last time um in a really lackluster fight uh typical Caitlyn-Chikagian fight um and it's becoming the typical joanne calderwood fight i just don't think that you know she's really improving i think andrea lee is improving i think andrea lee is stronger i think she's just you know a hair better more than a hair you know i think she's just a couple notches better than joanne calderwood everywhere um better striking a little more power better grappling just a little more power um i think she just has you know a, a bigger motor along a you know a deeper gas tank, and I think she's just is literally the just the more powerful fighter yeah. and when it comes to, when it comes to women's fights um that's just like you saw this past weekend um with Zhang wiley sometimes technique will outdo brute force, but for her for Zhang, it was technique and power right um and you saw that, you know, it was just a perfect example that, you know, brute force doesn't always get you the win in women's fighting. But for women, if you really look at the champions, like look at Amanda Nunes, big, powerful woman, strong, striking, just the stronger women seem to get it done. Um and beyond that, I just feel like John Calderwood has reached her plateau. Um, and I don't feel like she's getting really much better. She's, like you said, she's not, you know, she's not going home to Scotland anymore, but unfortunately, I just really don't think any of that is making a difference for her. I really think that she's just fought her plat- at her plateau. And I don't think that she's going to be breaking any further into this division. Um, I think that they're actually using her as a name for Andrea Lee to potentially maybe fight caitlin chikagian and then potentially fight valentina right um and i think that they're just kind of you know using the name of joan calderwood to manicure amber lee because she's coming off the loss um and i I, I really feel like this fight is being kind of manicured for amber lee to look you know Andrea Lee to look good for you know for her next step
0: right yeah i mean there's a plateau for Andrea Lee. she's been through a lot she got Beat up by her piece of shit husband. He's now in jail. She moved from Louisiana to Texas and, and had to change camps because her husband was also her head coach. So, a lots going on. So, she's good, a good feel good story. I think she's tremendously talented. She's, you know, she turns it on on fight night too. She's mean in there. So, I'm actually looking forward to that mm-hmm. fight. I think that's why it's going to be good. Me too. Right. Kicking off the main car. We're in the main car now. Uh, what is it? 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 Pacific. You got Marbek Tussamov, who is twenty-seven and five. He is a minus two forty favorite. He is fighting Diego Ferrar, who's fifteen and two, who is a plus two ten underdog. Devin, who do you like on the first fight of the, of the main card here?
1: Man, this is starting at eleven a.m. for me. I'm so, I'm so fucking pumped for that. Yeah. Um, this card might not be as deep, like for the casual fan. Um, even for me, I wouldn't say it's as deep as the other the last few previous cards yeah but there's some fights on there that are just going to be bangers um, right and they're going to be low-key bangers um for this fight though i'm going to pick Maribek Tysimov um he's got his last one was over desmond green you know he knocked out and then before that he knocked out uh, felipe silva not a big name or anything but just you know minute and a half into round one kale finish he's he's you know he's got more fights Carlos Diego Ferreira does, you know, he's a good underdog pick. Um, Loki could be a potentially good underdog pick. Um, they're both right around the same height, right around the same age, one-inch uh, one reach advantage for Carlos. Um, I just think that Merabek has, has faced the better opponents. I think he's a smarter pick, um, and I w- I'm not going to bet this fight. There's only If I bet, there's only a few fights that I'm going to bet. Um, the Don Madge fight, because I like Don Madge. Um, this fight wouldn't be one of the fights that I bet, though.
0: Well, this is a fight that I am gonna bet, and I'm betting Diego Ferrara. He is the underdog that I circled when this first came out. Maribeck has all the skills in the world. Maribek Tusamov has all the skills in the world. No one knows who he is because he only fights once a year. He has a a terrible time getting visas. He lives in Thailand, but he's from I mean, he's from like Russia or something. He has he doesn't really migrate Mm -hmm. over to the US, so a lot of people don't know him. He has big power, good stand-up. Um, getting better on the ground, a little shaky on the ground, at least in the past. I mean, I don't think he's ever really lost in the UFC, um, on the ground or anything like that. Ferrara is a guy I've doubted since he got knocked out by, uh, uh, since he got knocked out by Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier knocked him out and I was like, oh man, who's this guy? he's 15 and one when that happened, or I'm excuse, he was like 13 and one when that happened. I go. Man, Dustin Poirier made it look easy. Obviously, Poirier has gone on. He's fighting the main event. But Ferraro really impressed me his last time's out. He's he's world-class on the ground, and he's also re- really heavy-handed, but he's a little bit slow. Um, his stand-up's not great. He doesn't move his head all that well. He kind of goes in a straight line. Uh, Marabek's a big puncher, right? is a thick boy for that division. He's, he, he's thick for 155. They're the same height, but... But Diego is 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 a thick boy for this division. He's going to take a little bit to cut weight. Uh, Marabek, I, I've just never been blown away by him. He does have some one punch knockout wins in the UFC. They replayed his clips on Twitter right before I got on here. I was second guessing myself, but I, I've been on Ferrara the entire time. Um, I think he is a little more well rounded. I think he's going to be. He's going to go through hell that first round. That first round is going to be tough. He's going to eat a lot of leg kicks. He's going to eat a lot of straight punches. If he can withstand that first round, I think he can slowly chip away at Maribak because Maribak does slow down. And then if the fight goes to the ground, I think it's a wrap. But I do think it's going to be a long term third round tko for diego I, I like him at plus 210 i think he's moved a little bit i think a lot of people have liked him for this fight i know kenny florian picked him earlier this week so the line has moved slightly for him but this is a fight i'm excited this is one of the the underdogs that i'm guarantee going to place a bet on come uh, come tomorrow and uh yeah i think it's going to be a banger fight i think it's going to be a really good fight to kick off the night all right yeah what's up sorry no, no I
1: was saying yeah he's a good he's a good dog pick um you kind of got me even changing my mind um just going back and looking through his record, he's got, you know, he's got impressive finishes, you know, he's coming off knockouts, um, you know, two knockouts, a decision or his last three fights. Um, he did get finished by Dustin Poirier, but you know, look who Dustin Poirier is. Right. Um, it's, this is a hard pick. I might even text you tomorrow and change. I might text you in the morning on Saturday and change my, and change my pick. Right. Um, this is a, this is a hard fight to pick. And this is, you know, this he Carlos is a he's a good dog. Like he's a good dog to pick. Um yeah. for your situation, um, for what you're gonna go do, you're gonna go play some bets. Um, he's a good dog to put money on. I'm picking this, um me picking this is you know, trying to beat you on our game right, right. system. Yeah. So I'm trying to pick the smarter pick. Right. But like if you're a better and you wanna make some money, like he's a potentially smart
0: bet. Yeah. This is by far the toughest fight Maribek's ever fought. Diego has yes. been in there with he turns with a great team. He's been in there. He's really real rounded. He's really rounded out his game really well since his his Poirier loss. Um, I think. I mean. I mean Maribek can come out and surprise. We haven't seen him in a while. I mean he can come out and destroy Diego. Diego has been knocked out before, but if you're looking at underdogs on this card, he's the one that jumps out. And it's, it, I mean it's worth the shot. I mean you know it, you know it's worth the shot. All right. Next up. Hey. You got Curtis Blades, who's eleven and two. He's a minus four fifty favorite. He's fighting Shamil Abdurokhimov, who is twenty and four. I fucking nailed that name, by the way. Um, I'm not gonna say it again. He's plus three twenty five underdog. Uh, uh, Devin? No, that's me. I, I lead this one. Okay, um, I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. Shamil's a guy that a lot of people are liking in the heavyweight division. He's got some really good wins. His only loss, I believe... Or he's got two losses. Timothy Johnson, which is an ugly loss because Timothy Johnson can't even win in Bellator right now. Um, he's got some good wins, but he's also got some ugly losses. Um, I, I've never been super impressed with him. He's tough. He's he's a big Russian fucking bear He's going to, you know, come he's going to be aggressive. He's he's got that sambo background. He's going to be good. However, I'm really high on Curtis Blades. I like Curtis Blades a lot at the heavyweight division. Um I loved his performance against Alistair Overeem. You know, he his only losses are, are to fucking Francis Agany, which I mean, you can't uh, fault a guy for that. Francis Ghani is a beast. You know, The first time they fought was, was, I believe, Blades' debut, and it was actually a pretty close fight. He got stopped on the cut, and then the second time they fought, he got caught, and the, the ref stopped it, so that happens. But super impressed with Curtis Blades. I think his motor's great. I think his cardio's great. His wrestling's really good. His stand-up's getting better. I think he's tough. I think he's way better than Shamil. Um I know he's a huge favorite. I usually don't like taking huge favorites, but I love Curtis Blades in this fight, and I'm going to take Curtis Blades.
1: Yeah, um, that's a good pick. Um so came off. He um you know, he had that one fight with Derek Lewis where he was like beating him, beating him, beating him, and then you know, typical Derek Lewis shit, he just kind of fucking rallies out of nowhere um and you know, and gets it done. But uh Curtis Blades, the only dude he loses to is you know, is Francis Ngano. He's beaten everybody else. Um he's still definitely, you know, got a lot of holes in his game. Um he's got good wrestling, good takedowns, his top pressures really, really well. His last fight, he was impressive. He showed some strength. You know, uh, Big Pretty's a big dude. Like cutting down to two sixty five, and he was fucking throwing him around. Like I don't even remember countless takedowns, picking him up, throwing him around. Um, Vicious finish of Overeem. That was a really, really vicious finish. Um, And I just feel like he doesn't always have that tenacity because he could have done that to Big Pretty, but he just didn't make that happen. Um, I'm going to pick Curtis blades. I like Curtis blades and he has some work to do. Um, he's got kind of a name. He's big on social media, but I see like, I feel like he's got a lot of haters on social media. Um, maybe it's because he engages with them and then, you know, probably whatever. I noticed that he engages with a lot of people on social media. Um, but I, he's a good fighter. Um, if he, who knows what's happening with the heavyweight division. If he, you know, finishes Shamil the same way he finishes Overeem, and then gets on the mic and screams, you know, and he and he starts screaming for a title shot, you just you never know. Like they, you know, he you just you just never know. He could scream, you know, Steep Bay, you're weak, let's, you know, let's do something whatever, you know, just right. typical fucking fight shit. Um he doesn't like to talk shit unless he is provoked, I've noticed, like with Big Pretty um and he he absolutely you know he, he kicked his ass that fight yeah. but it wasn't you know it wasn't a lot of punishment you know no. what i mean like he it wasn't it yeah um like it wasn't the same way he finished overing, and he has that in him yeah like he's a dominant wrestler with good top control like you know and he has the power to 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 do that um he's heavyweight you're i think he walks around like around 245 like you you know you've got at 245 pounds and as big as his, his duty is, he's, he carries enough strength to knock out, you know, like, you know, especially with ground and pound. Like, he he, he should just be a little more tenacious. Um, I'm going to go with him, and I really hope he comes in this fight with a bunch of tenacity and does something impressive and calls someone out or, yeah. you know, does something
0: cool. Yeah, he's in a weird spot because, I mean, obviously, the only thing next for Stipe is Francis... Yep. And DC, right? If DC wants yep. it, he gets it. If not, Francis gets it. So he's right there. He needs to fight, you know, the next guy at heavyweight, which we don't even know who that is. He could be the next guy. Like Francis is filming a movie right now. He's filming Fast and Furious. Who knows how that's going to fuck up everything? Yep. But yeah, he needs to get up there. He need, if he gets a dominant win, if he wins like a a, a really close decision, then maybe maybe not say anything. But if you got there and you fucking dominate this dude who's got a good record, it's got some good wins in the UFC, uh, you get up there and you say, I want my fucking shot, blah, blah, blah. I agree with uh-huh. you. All right. Next up, you got Islam Makachev, who's 17 and one. He's a minus 340 favorite. He's fighting Davy Hamos, who's 10 and 2, who's a plus 270 underdog. A lot of people, a lot of sharps. Like Hamos because of uh how good his ground game is and, and, and how islam is is you know good to take it to the ground I'm gonna leave with that. you lead the dance so who do you like you like islam you like davi uh
1: this is a really really hard fight to pick um anyone that what are the odds let me go look let me look at these odds for this fight um
0: what do you have him as i had uh i have uh minus three forty. I'm seeing minus three sixty as high as minus three sixty, and Davi Hamos is coming in at plus two seventy.
1: Shit, he's even yeah, even at for Bet DSI, um Islam is at minus three eighty-five. So yeah. I don't think that those are good odds for this fight. Um Islam's a good fighter. Uh so is Davi Hamos. They're both really, really good. Um Davi Hamos is fucking bricked up. This dude's a fire hydrant. Yeah. He's um Typically, Islam will have a grappling advantage on all of his opponents. This is one opponent he might not have a grappling advantage on. Um, As far as maybe controlling from the top, tit for tat, like who's better, um, Islam probably has better top control um, than Davi Hamos, but that doesn't matter if you have better top control than Davi Hamos because if you're on top and he's on bottom... um, He's fucking dangerous from there, um, you know. He's a world. He's world. You know, highly touted Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, world class guy. Um, he's he's got power in his hands. Um, this is a good underdog pick. I'm probably not gonna pick Davi Helmos. I think I'm gonna pick Islam. But, you know, this isn't a good fight for him. Um, this isn't really a good fight for either one of these guys. These are guys that they should be building. Um, that they should be trying to break into the top 15 or building names behind, um, not letting them take each other out because um, this fight could go really either way. I think Islam might have a little bit more technique in the stand-up, but I think Davi has a little bit more power. Um, grappling, you know, it could just go tit for tat. You saw with um, Armin Saruki and, and Islam how, you know, Islam had a hair of an advantage in the grappling department, but I don't know if he can do that to Davi Hamos um Davi Hamos is just really really good and really really powerful he's got he's just a bricked up fucking guy um I don't even I want to almost know your pick before I pick my pick because this is it's really hard for me to decide um minus 385 is not a smart number to bet on this fight um like I wish I didn't have to give you a pick for this because it's so hard to pick um I'm going to pick Islam, but I might change my mind
0: in 30 seconds. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, I'm all in on Islam. I, uh, I, I'm i not impressed with Davi Hamos. He's lost to David Rickles uh, in Bellator at 155. David Rickles is a, a decent grappler, but nothing to write home about. He also has a loss against um, Sergio Morais, but I know that was on short notice. He's a tre- tre- uh, tremendous jiu player. A little wild on the feet. Um, both these guys can get wild on the feet. I think Islam... We'll take him down. I don't think he's going to avoid the ground. I think probably the game plan, AKA smart. They're probably like, Hey, listen, you're longer than this guy. We've worked stand up with you for however long. Um, You can get in there and and really work this guy with your hands, but he's such a good grappler that he's always going to go back to the grappling. I don't think Dobby's all that great off his back. I think he's going to be on his back a lot. He has okay sweeps. Um, I don't think he's the best. Like he's not a really good guard player. He's really good on top. He's got good arm bars, really good rear naked choke. Um, in the scrambles, I think Islam smashes him. I think Islam is too good, too strong, too powerful. I think Hamo's gasses as well. I think that, that was his problem in the Rickles fight. That was his problem in the Sergio Morais fight. He just gasses out, um, carries a lot of muscle. Um, I, and I and I love that I'm going opposite because a lot of sharps, a lot of people, Kenny Florian, other guys on Twitter, I'm not going to throw shots. They really like Hamos at that number. Um, they always play the number, not the fighter. I understand that. But... I just think Islam is, is head and shoulders above Davi Ramos. I, I I think a lot of people are hyping up to jitsu of Davi. I just think Islam's wrestling and positioning, strength, and cardio are gonna blow that out of the water. I think I think Islam might really look good in this fight. Islam has been knocked out before. He has been shaky on the feet. He has been hurt before. Adrian Martinez knocked him out years ago. He's been hit before and, and, and looked a little shaky. Um Davi does throw some fucking bricks. Uh, they're wild, but they're bricks, and that's what you got to look out for the most. If you're really technical, you see a shot you don't see coming, knock you the fuck out. Uh, Davi, I don't think, has one-punch knockout power, but he does have some power. However, I'm I'm all in on Islam. I think Islam's gonna is going to wreck house here. I think he's going to put on a show. I think he's going to smoke Davi, even on the ground.
1: No, I'm more confident than picking yeah.
0: him. There you go. All <laughs> right, co-main event time. Here we go. Two more fights left. Co-main event. You got Paul Felder, the Irish Dragon, who's sixteen and four. He's a plus one hundred and forty underdog. He's fighting Edson Barboza, twenty and seven, who's a minus one hundred and sixty favorite. Uh, I lead this one. Um, I you know I I didn't love this rematch. I thought there were other rematches out there that I would rather see besides this one. Um, I understand it though. They both want to fight each other. Edson's coming off an ugly loss. Paul's coming off an okay win over James Vick, but he had the lung. You know the lung fucking he like busted his lung or whatever it was. Um Edson's a guy I've 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 been lukewarm on. I've I've never proclaimed he was going to be champion. A lot of people jumped on Edson's the, the future. His striking's outstanding. His kicks are great. Um his chin obviously is suspect. Paul Felder looks to be in phenomenal shape for this fight. He's a big 155er. He cuts a lot of weight, but he looks jacked. If you watch the embeds, he's he's yoked up. And uh Felder's a good striker. Felder's Felder does have really clean technique. Um uh, John Anik likes to talk about how he thinks Felder is the hardest puncher at 155. I think he's wrong. I love John Anik. Um, I think that's a, a, a he's saying that because he has a close relationship with Felder because Felder calls fights. But I don't think he's the hardest hitting at 155. I don't think Paul Felder has one-punch knockout power. I think he's going to have trouble getting on the inside of, of Barboza. I think Barboza is going to kick him. I think Barboza is going to pepper him. I don't love Barboza's hands. His boxing's a little suspect in my opinion. But... I do love his his overall kicks, and I love his striking. I think he's more powerful. I think Paul Felder's going to, you know, with the Mike Perry fight, I, I thought there were instances where he could have won that fight, but he just didn't step on the gas. I think the same thing's going to happen here. I think he's going to get kicked up. I think he's going to get his legs chopped up. I think he's going to try some spinning back fists. He's going to try some fancy stuff. But by the third round, it's going to be a little too late. I think Edson's going to pull away win a decision on this one.
1: This fight's going to look like, you ever seen lawn sprinklers that you attach to your garden hose? Yeah, how they just spin. If you put two of them right next to each other, that's what this fight's going to look like.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> just spinning kicks, spinning fists. Um, I this is this could be a good fight. Um, you know, I don't. Ag- I definitely don't agree with John Eddick saying that Paul Felder is the hardest puncher at 155. Um, I'd like to hear who you think is.
0: Um. I mean, at one fifty five, you could do do two or three. I mean, at one fifty five, if I'm being completely honest with you, I think it's got to be at this point, Connor. I know that's such a bullshit move, but that left hand's dangerous. And and Justin Gaethje, Justin Gaethje fucking cracks. I mean, yeah. In my opinion, those two guys are 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 the hardest punchers at uh, at one fifty five.
1: I would say, um, um low-key like if you put up the machine and you just fucking punched it you know i would say low-key Khabib probably actually hits really fucking hard yeah um i would say gaichi definitely and probably um probably tony ferguson man yeah um
0: tony's got like sting his punches are different they're like stinging it's crazy
1: it's fucking weird like you look at his opponent's faces and it's like it looks like it's it looks like you got just yeah, I, I wouldn't say hit in the face with a baseball bat, but like punch with brass knuckles.
0: It's weird. Yeah. A lot of people like, like it, forever going on like fucking, Fox on YouTube. There'd be like guys who sparred with Pacquiao and Mayweather and they'd be like, well, who's the harder puncher? And obviously Pacquiao more knockout wins, but they're like, well, Floyd hits harder. But Pacquiao's got like a different sting to his punches. And that's what Tony Ferguson is. He fucks people up with his punches.
1: They're, they're weird. Um, Who else was There's one more that I just haven't had. Uh, at the top of my i'm thinking um yeah i don't know see connor i would say maybe connor but i think connor is has more of like an anderson Silva type punch where it's just fucking accurate like it's just it's just an accurate fucking shoot you know like a you know not the highest caliber weapon but you know definitely enough lay down power but just a super accurate shot connor's left hand is fucking you know, when he's got his mind right, the, the fucker's good. Like yeah. he's got a good, the a good stinger of hand. Um, yeah,
0: his powers, it's it's tough. I mean, when you when you sleep, people like Jose out in eleven seconds and Dustin Poirier in under a minute. I mean, his timing's great, but his power. I mean, that left hand is 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 dangerous.
1: Accuracy, power. Yeah. It's like a fifty-fifty. Well, it's it's like. timing, thirty-three point three 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 percent accuracy, 33.33% power. And it's fucking, and there's the powers there for sure. Um, Right. I don't think Felder's the hardest puncher in this division. Um, I, so the blueprint is out there on how to beat Barboza. Um, He's not improving. Um, He's, he comes from a good camp. He's not improving. Um, If you put him where he, if you, if you fight his fight, you'll probably lose, but there's so many opportunities to make it not his fight where you can beat him. It's you can beat him the way that could be beat him where he just, you know, mixed up tons of striking with the wrestling and then got him so afraid of the wrestling threat that he just fucking beat him striking. You, you can do that to him. You can cut him off. You can cut him off, corner him, hit him with power and fucking make him nervous and finish him. Um, I feel like once Edson starts getting nervous and I just feel like his mental can be broken. Um, I don't know if Paul Felder is the guy that that has the game plan to break, to break Edson Barboza. I think Paul Felder can be a little plotting at times. Um, he has all the skill though. Like he has all the skill. It's kind of just like a, I feel like Paul Felder's deal sometimes is kind of like a mental thing. Like he said with Perry, like there's times where he could have got in there and just, his arm was fucking broken but you know even in the james vick fight like dude you're fighting james vick like the guy like he's he's not very impressive like just go in there and fucking put it on him you know like you got the technique and you have the skill to, to fucking you know to fucking put it on him he's explosive with spinning back shit um i think that part of me wants to pick barboza but part of me also really wants to pick felder um if if Barboza gets to fight his fight, which is similar I wouldn't say similar to Paul Felder's style, but fall Paul Felder's style can play into Edson Barbo Barboza style. Um mid range, at range type shit. Um like you said, Barboza striking is hella sus- his hands is just hella suspect, real real freaking suspect. Um but his kicking game is great. He might be able to keep Paul Felder at bay with kicks, mixing in his hands. Um Paul Felder could also get in there and mix takedowns against the cage, and um, you know he Paul Felder has all the skills to beat Edson Barb Edson Barb Edson, Bar- Edson Barboso, but I don't know if he has the game plan to do it. Um, I am gonna pick Paul Felder though. I think he's a little bit hungrier. I think he wants it more. Edson could be fucking dangerous coming out of two knockout losses. You right. know, like he could he could be fucking dangerous. But I just think that Edson has reached his plateau. Um, I don't think he's getting better. I think Paul Felder is getting better. I think Paul Felder is actively learning new skills, um, and I, I just think that Edson can be broken. And I, I I hope Paul Felder wins this fight because yeah, he, you know he kind of needs it too.
0: I think Paul Felder has more upside. Like, right, you would want to see Paul. I mean, Edson's fought everybody. We know how that goes. I don't want Edson to rematch everyone he's lost to. I would like to see Paul Felder fight these guys that he hasn't got a chance yeah. to like fight some of these like Justin Gaethje's and fight some of these other high level guys. Cause I think Paul Felder's right on the cusp. He needs a breakthrough fight. This could be the breakthrough fight. This could be, he goes out there and he sleeps at some Barbosa or destroys them. Like he did Charles Oliveira. That is your, your platform to go to. I mean, your co-main event and one the biggest pay-per-views, of the year, um, maybe not the deepest card, but I mean, a lot of people are going to buy this fucking thing. They're going to watch your fight. Yeah. him you, you need to go out there and you need to fucking destroy this guy. Cause everyone knows who Edson, Bar- they're going to show the highlight reels of all of Edson Barbosa knockouts. He's the only UFC fighter to have knockout by leg kick, body kick and head kick. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Edson's going to get it done cause I, I'm doubting Paul Felder, but I don't, I don't hate the Paul Felder pick. I really don't. I think he's in good shape. I think mixing up takedowns is smart. I think you're right you're 100% right that's the blueprint to beat Edson is to take him down. I don't think Paul Felder will get finished unless he gets hit with something crazy. Um I just think he'll probably lose a decision. I just don't know if he can step on that gas uh you know, he's had he's got a couple ugly split decision losses on his record and wins as well. Um but yeah. All right, so it's main event time. Let's get to the let's get to the meat and potatoes. This is what everybody wants. Main events. One of the best divisions in my opinion probably I like welterweight. I think welterweight's the deepest right now, but 155 is always the premier division UFC. You got the champ, Khabib Nurmagomedov, who is minus 400, fighting Dustin Poirier, who is also interim champ. Who I saw fight live in Atlanta. He is a plus 325 underdog. Those numbers go either way. They're mixing and matching. I see a lot of people selling Dustin Poirier. A lot of people are like, "Don't count this guy out." Uh, Khabib's a freak. Um, Devin, you know, you kicked it off and you you lead here, my man. Who do you like in the main event between Khabib and Dustin Poirier?
1: So, um, I have nothing written down for I actually haven't had anything written down since Curtis plays because I follow these guys. So, um, so tightly, I guess you could say, you know, I, I follow them so much that I can, you know, I can just give you my opinion on them. Um, just cause I see so much footage. Um, I was watching last night. I watched the Barbosa fight, um, with Khabib. And then I also watched, um, the Poirier fight with Gaethje um, just to, you know, just wanted to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, um, I wouldn't say it's disrespectful to Poirier to have him at such a big, you know, as such a big underdog to be be such a big favorite because, you know, the the writing's on the wall. Like, Khabib deserves to be a big favorite. Um, But as Khabib starts beating these guys or fighting these guys, um, you know, his chances of winning are just going to get smaller and smaller because who's next? Tony Ferguson? That's a fucking scary fight for Khabib, too. Um, And so is Poirier. Um, I think Tony Ferguson um, is the scariest fight for Khabib, even more so than Poirier. not saying that Dustin Poirier doesn't have what it takes to beat Khabib. I just think that I, I just don't think he's Dustin Poirier is fucking dangerous. Like, and I don't understand why. I...
0: Oh, hello, Devin. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry, something <laughs> happened. We lost you there, buddy. If you want to repeat your thought, I don't know what happened. Um, where
1: did I? Where did you lose me at?
0: Uh, you said uh, Dustin Poirier, and then but.
1: Oh, okay. I'm say- I was saying that Dustin Poirier for some reason I don't understand why he doesn't have so many people that are high on him. Maybe if Khabib wasn't the champion in this division, more people would be high on Poirier because if you look at his record, he has a better record than Khabib as far as like who the who's who's that he's fought. Right. Fucking dude, Poirier's taken out some bad motherfuckers. Gaethje, um took Gaethje out. Look out Eddie Alvarez, like fucking bangers like, took out Max Holloway. Not many people outstrike Max Holloway. Even if it was at 155 and Max Holloway kind of took it on short note, whatever. Um I'm a huge Max Holloway fan and I knew that Max Holloway was going to lose that fight. I actually picked... Um, I um In my head, I, I was like, you know, Poirier's going to win this fucking fight. I want Max to win. I'm picking Max, but I know Poirier's going to win. Um Poirier's vicious. I don't think he has the one-punch KO power that's dangerous enough to really, really hurt could be I think that's what there's I think there's two things that are going to be could be um someone being super super slick off their back and knowing how to defend you know that Dagestani leg lock or that you know that like foot lock that he does it's like he's it's going to take someone like Tony Ferguson that can be dangerous off this dangerous off his back and come back from adversity um Poirier I don't know if he can, I just don't know if he's going to stop that takedown. Like he has the way that Poye punches is he hurts you in combinations. You know, he doesn't have that one punch fucking, you know, overhand stinger where it's just like where there catches you behind the ear on the ear, on the temple, on the jaw, you go down. He doesn't have that. He, he mixes a lot of hooking punches. Um, he does well when he's pressuring and he pressures his, pressures his opponent against the cage, um, he caught Max Holloway with that really good knee, and I bet you that, AKA those guys are over there studying the fuck out of that tape to make sure Khabib doesn't get caught with a knee. Uh, Poirier likes to mix an uppercut in with his with his combinations too. Um, I just don't think that those combinations will be there. I don't think. Um, I mean, the one thing that Khabib does do, people say he takes rounds off, and I don't think he takes rounds off. I think he fights his fight gets up on the scorecard and then is overly confident enough to say, "You know what? I have now it's the third round. I'm up 2 rounds to 1 on you. Now let me fight your fight and see if I can beat you at your fight." Kind of like a John Jones fucking thing. And I think that's what Khabib does. If he does that with Poirier, that could get him in a lot of fucking trouble. Um because if Poirier catches him with a good combination, maybe body, body, head, uppercut, you know, like who Who the fuck knows? Like, Poirier has what he, you know... Look how he took out Gaethje. Just combinations. Once he had him hurt, you know, he fucked him up. Um, I... I don't... Gaethje wasn't all... And it wasn't for Gaethje. Like, that guy has such a chin. Like, he wasn't even all the way out during that fight, man. Like, he was still, like... You know, he was out of it grabbing the ref, like, what the fuck happened? But it wasn't, like, flatline. You know what I mean? He He wasn't getting woken up. And if that happened to me or... Dude, you're a big guy. Even if Poirier hit you like that, you'd be like, they'd be waking you up, picking up your ankles. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, so I, Poirier does have what it takes to beat him. Um, I know I'm going on and on about this because I could just go on and on about this forever. Um, Khabib is who I'm picking. I really like Khabib. I really like Poirier too. I'm a fan of Poirier. Um, really big fan of Poirier. He does a lot for his community, man. Like he fucking builds playgrounds for kids. He's been donating his fight gear. Him and his wife they started a started like a non-profit his wife runs a non-profit they use his platform to you know to um help fund a non-profit and make money with a non-profit um like he's he's such a good guy man poor yeah. is such a good guy he's such a good guy he deserves this more than anybody even if he doesn't win this fight i really hope that this brings him um just i, I really hope this brings him eyes to help you know to do what he's you know to help help his non-profit do what he's doing give this guy you know, give this guy a soapbox to stand on because he fucking deserves it. Poirier mm-hmm. really deserves it. I don't think he's going to win. Um, I think Khabib is just going to be too much. I, th- K- Like, everything Khabib does, he can, you know, he can get a single leg from the middle of the fucking octagon, get a takedown there. Even if he... even, Like, Khabib is willing to almost give up a bad position knowing he can get out of that bad position and put you into a bad position. Like, he's... Khabib's grappling is just, it's just, you know, it's otherworldly. Like, no one's better than him. No one's going to, I don't know who's going to beat him. Um, I don't think Poirier's going to do it, man. I just think Khabib is just, I Khabib's just too good, man. Like, his his stand-up's coming a long way. Um, the more and more he trains. And the, the, another thing about Khabib, too, is he, he's, he may get a little cocky in the octagon at those moments, but he's still, like, a humble dude, lives with his fucking family. His dad is his fucking trainer. Like he is just as hungry today as he was when it was in his first UFC fight. Yeah. Like he's not taking days off. He doesn't like to do media. Like he, he likes to train and he says it. He's like, I know what other fighters do. I know how other fighters fuck up. He's, 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 he's like, I I'm training. I'm hungrier than ever. And right. if you had any doubt on Khabib him, me hearing him say that makes me not doubt him. I'm going to pick Khabib.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good breakdown. I mean, I, I agree with you. Everything I do think could takes rounds off. I think that's an AKA thing. I think Daniel Cormier does it. I think elite fighters do it. But Khabib in the ILO Quinta fight, he won the first three rounds. He said, fuck it. Let's just stand up. Everyone wants to see my stand up. Let's see if we stand up. And everyone's like, oh, Al has a shot here. I've rewatched that. The last five Khabib fights, I've rewatched. The last five Dustin Poirier fights, I've rewatched. Khabib had that. Khabib had the Owl fight the entire time. And then in the Connor fight, everyone's like, well, Connor looked really good in the third round. Well, because Khabib only shot for one takedown. Connor stuffed it. And then they stood up on the feet. Khabib also came out and said he wanted to box Floyd Mayweather like Connor did. That's, that was maybe like a, you know, I'm better than Connor here and there. Khabib, the rumors of this camp is his stand up has been phenomenal. He's hurting people in sparring. He apparently dropped. A couple guys that maybe, you know, maybe I've heard rumors that he dropped Islam in sparring. Um, There's rumors that he hurt, you know, Josh Thompson in sparring. All these heavyweights he's sparring with. So his hands apparently are really good. Um, I think Khabib's hands have always been decent. I think his reflexes are really good. He's hard to hit. Uh, Michael Johnson and Connor are like the only real guys to really land some big shots on him. Um, And he took them well, right? The narrative that Khabib can't take a shot when Michael Johnson stunned him is, is a false narrative. Um, but I think he's so talented enough that he can take a round off. And I think he dominated the first two rounds are hell with Khabib. He's going to do his thing. He's going to take you down. He's going to wear on you. He's not going to get tired grappling because he's been doing his whole life. His scrambles are amazing. Like if you take him down, he's going to scramble and get your back. Like not many people go out there and take Khabib down because of that reason they'll lose the scrambles. Dustin Poirier said today that he came in lighter, even though I thought he looked bigger. He said he's already on weight. He's 157 right now because he wants to be quicker in the scrambles. He anticipates that. I think Dustin Poirier, Mike Brown, those guys, American top team, know that they're not going to submit off Buffett's back. They're not Tony Ferguson. Even though Dustin has a good darse, he's good at jujitsu, they're not killers off their back. They're working on getting up. They want Khabib to take them down as many times as he wants in the first two rounds. Take his round off, take a breather, stand up a little bit, and they think he has a shot. Both these guys are in tremendous shape. This is the first time Khabib's fighting with his dad in his corner, so that's kind of fuck with me. Either, I, either Khabib's going to go out there, and man possess and kill Poirier in front of his dad, or he's going to kind of freeze because this is the first time he's fighting in front of his dad. In the UFC, that is. Um, and his dad is fucking an intimidating dude. I don't get scared by many people, but when that guy's on camera, it's like, this dude's got murder in his eyes. Like he can't come to the United States because of some visa issues. That's visa issues. Cause he's probably murdered people. Um, he scares me to my core, but, um, Poirier, on the other hand, it, the, his whole career, I've doubted him, right? He's not one of my guys. I saw him fight live. I was so impressed. I picked Max Holloway in that fight. I, both times he fought Eddie Alvarez. I picked Eddie Alvarez, the time he fought Justin Gaethje, I guaranteed a Justin Gaethje win. Uh, when he fought Anthony Pettis, I guaranteed an Anthony Pettis win. I've never ever picked Dustin Pouri in a fight. Um, I've always doubted him, and that's that's his that's his story, man. He's always been doubted. People for some because he has ugly losses, right? He's got the ugly knockout to Connor. He's worked his way back. He's dropped his first main event against Korean Zombie. Got choked out, kind of lost the war. Fought his way back. Got knocked out by Michael Johnson at fifty five. Fought his way back. So he's got some ugly losses, but he's also got some really impressive wins. Without question, his record is better. He, the people who he has fought is better than Khabib. However, I don't think I've, Dustin's ever fought anybody like Khabib. I think Khabib's a man possessed. I think his grappling is so good. I think Dustin has a smart training camp. I think a uh, American Top Team is on a roll right now. I think they do have something up their sleeve. I think maybe a knee, some kind of punch that they're working on, some kind of technique they're working on. I don't know if that's going to matter, right? I think Mike Brown, who got coach of the year, or coach of the year two years ago, excuse me, they, they're they working on good game plans, right? Porré is traveling across the world, fighting in front of basically a, a pro-Khabib population with all the Muslims that are going to be there. I like Khabib. I, I can't take Poirier. I know Brendan Schaub was selling Poirier. I know a couple other people saying this isn't going to be an easy fight, which I don't think it will be. I think the first two rounds, I think Khabib's going to cruise, and I think it's going to be a real fucking dogfight. Um, It really depends on the damage Poirier does or gets in those first two rounds, but I like Khabib. I can't bet against Khabib. I'm not going to bet this fight. Uh, minus 400 for me is a little, little high for Khabib, but I'm very confident in my pick. I think Khabib gets it done. So that's it. I'm super excited for that main event though. That's such a killer main event. All right. So Devin, uh, I'm going to need your lock of the night, bud. My lock. Who of the do night. You got, who do you, who oh, do you man. promise me is going to win? I'm taking you your guarantee is- to the, to the counter. Who, who, who's winning? Oh man.
1: Um, this is actually a hard, um, this is a really hard guarantee. Um, this is really difficult. Um, Man, um, who's your guarantee? Can I hear yours first?
0: Oh Yo, yeah, sure. It's it's <laughs> it's gonna be my guarantee. Lock of the night is Don Madge, obviously. Um, I was gonna go pick. I was gonna pick his on Makachev because I you know I do think he's gonna cruise. I'm very confident I pick, but I'm confident Don Madge to not only win but finish. So if, if he finishes, I get an extra point. So I'm going Don Madge by finish within the within the distance here. That's my guy. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Lock it up. Who you got, Dev?
1: Um, I think I'm going to actually go Curtis Blades on this one. Um, I think he's okay. a solid lock. And it's between him and uh, Andrea Lee.
0: Okay. And do you think Curtis Blades going to finish for an extra point?
1: Um, I think he's going to get a decision. Decision?
0: Okay. All righty. Well, Devin, thank you as always, my man. Um, I'm looking forward to watching these fights. I'm looking forward to getting another dub on you. And, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on, man. Anytime. Uh, Hopefully I can – Hopefully I can get my belt back. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll
0: see. If we keep doing this, I mean we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a belt and just keep mailing it back. We're
1: gonna have and, to make
0: one. Yeah, we're just gonna keep mailing it back and forth to each other. All right, buddy. Well, Up. I'll talk to you next time. See ya.
1: Take care, brother. Right.
0: And that was Devin Tejada. As always, he we picked the uh we picked the pay-per-view cards together. That's what it is. Um he's great. I mean, he broke down those fights. He was a little hesitant this time. Usually he's pretty, you know, this is the first time I've ever heard him. Well, let me hear what you gotta say. He's very I think I got in his head a little bit because last time I won, and I've been texting him and saying, dude, I'm fucking prepared for this. I'm not fucking around. I'm prepared for this card. I've done extra research because, like I said, tomorrow I'm going to a sports book 20 minutes from my house. I can't stress enough how important that is to me. I already got cash ready. Uh, I don't know if they take cash credit, whatever. I'll fucking write a check like some 80-year-old mom in a supermarket. I am going, um, and I'm going to place my bets, and I'm excited. So I've been doing extra research. I think I got in his head. And he's going to listen to this back and, and, and maybe send a text after he hears this. But I think I got, he's a little hesitant. He's usually more confident than that. I don't know. I think I got in his head a little bit. Um, I think he really wants to beat me. But, yeah, we picked a, we picked a pretty good card. I'm very confident in all my picks. We split on a few fights. A lot of the fights with the same. We split on the Zach Cummings-Omari fight. We split on the um, Zabora versus Laurent Murphy. I took Laurent as underdog. We split on uh, Meraback versus Diego Ferrara. However, he said he might switch his pick Saturday morning, which he has every right to do so. Um, and yeah, uh, that's it. I'm looking forward to this card again, not the deepest card in the world. We've seen better cards, but the midday Abu Dhabi field, the main event is absolutely fucking electric. The Maj proud of South Africa is fighting. I mean, what not? What, what more do you want boys? What more do you want? So hopefully this helps you. Hopefully you guys will place bets. Hopefully you live in a state where you do have sports book, uh, sports betting legal. If not, there's plenty of websites. If you don't know any of the websites, DM me, I will tell you. Um, even though I I've had my run-ins with them, it is a good way to make some cash and I will talk to you. We'll recap everything next week. I can't wait to brag to you guys about my winners. Um, and I put out a little video today. I'm going to be doing a little bit more of that. I put out a little short video, giving you guys one pick before this got released. So hopefully when you're listening to this on Friday, you already watched the video multiple times, getting a little bit of a positive feedback. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little bit more of those as we move forward and, uh, and I'm gonna get better at editing and stuff like that that was just a that's a first run boys alright so I will talk to you boys next week see ya you wanna
1: take it from the top yeah let's try it okay.
0: he will rock you okay. he will roll you
1: baby don't you know my he Come on, come on, come on, come on Love me today Love me tomorrow All day, all night You feel my
0: heat Feel, 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 feel my heat we should repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel my heat. Feel my heat.
1: Yeah, it's definitely cool. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal?